Welcome back to Simply Amazing Podcast. I'm Ravant. And I am Raksha. Just like every other podcast that we have been on, today we are bringing to you an absolutely amazing one. Yes, absolutely. And for today's episode, we are joined by PVN Pawan Kumar. Pawan is a director of IoT Product Management at SAP Labs India. He's a seasoned product management professional focused on product strategy, definition and go-to-market activities. Having an extensive experience in working with global customers in emerging and developed markets, his expertise is in the areas of IoT, edge computing, sustainability, and analytics. He is an active contributor to the topic of IoT to Government of India and also with industry bodies and working groups like NASCOM, CII, NSDC, IEEE, and IET Smart Cities. Along with public speaking, he has also shared his vision about IoT enterprise practice in several articles and recently co-authored a book on IoT and edge computing. He's been recognized as the IoT thought leader of the year at national level by IET India. Also, very recently, PVN made into the top 25 influencers list globally for IoT published by the analyst firm Analytica. Hi, Pawan. Welcome to this episode of Simply Amazing Podcast. We are stoked to have you on board. Thank you, Raksha and Raivant, for having me here on the Simply Amazing podcast. I'm super excited to share my thoughts during this episode. So before we start with the episode, tell us, how has the work from home life been treating you? Oh, yes. I imagine a busy man like you must be finding it difficult. For sure. The global pandemic situation is really depressing, yeah? And however, from the work from home perspective, it is treating us all good. And I take this opportunity to especially thank SAP Labs India admin, IT, facilities and operations teams for providing great support during this period. Few of my general observations during this period. The first one, it's a great test for telecom companies and virtual conferencing tools in order to scale to the loads of parallel online classes and remote working environments. Second one, I foresee working from home or working from a hometown or working from a rural place might become one of the future working models for many companies. Yeah. The third one on a negative side, especially during the sales conversations, it has become a bit challenge to understand the body language of the other person. Yeah, and I'm sure we will also find a way for this as well. That's great to hear. So, Pavan, you've been a practitioner and enthusiast of IoT for a very long time now, right? If you were to define IoT, how would you do it? Firstly, the term Internet of Things or IoT was coined by Kevin Aston in 1999. But the concept of IoT is far older. In fact, ATMs, which are considered as the first IoT objects, went online in the 1970s. At at that time, IoT was referred to as embedded internet. From then, multiple related terminologies that came up in the market, such as machine to machine or web of things, internet of everything, industrial internet, and so on. However, IoT found to be the most popular terminology in describing this interconnected phenomenon. We can also find multiple formal definitions and explanations of IoT in internet. So here is my attempt to add an additional one. I'll explain IoT with an analogy of how a human being functions. Human body is equipped with different senses such as touch, sight, hear, smell and taste. 
then there is a concept of communication and connectivity. Data coming from these sensors, say from your eyes, will be transmitted via nervous system to brain. Then brain stores the data, that is our memory, and then contextualize the data, analyze the data, and derive the conclusions, and also predict on how to react towards upcoming data streams, that is your mind. Next, there is a concept of control. When we are running, we see an obstacle in front of us, which makes our brain come to the conclusion that it is the right time to jump. That is our brain remotely controlling our actuators, that is our legs, to execute the jump. Yeah? Assume we fell down and feel pain, then our brain instructs and sends us to a doctor. Now, IoT also starts with the concept of sensing. Machines are equipped with different sensors which sense their environment just like our five senses. A smart machine with embedded sensors would sense vibrations and sense to the cloud. The cloud would recognize the pain in the form of a failure data patterns in the sensor data and sense a technician triggered by a service ticket created in the backend ERP system. Here you can see the concept of things to the data, data to insight and insight to action that derives and define the internet of things. Well, uh, there are a couple of differences between IoT and human being. The first one, there will be far more sensors than just five with IoT devices. The second one, sensors like our eyes will not have a local brain, whereas IoT devices will have their own smaller local brains with the capability to store, analyze and react to data coming from the local sensors. We call this phenomena as edge computing. Wow, that's pretty much what one can say about IoT, I guess. I agree. That was really insightful. So, IT to IoT has been stated as a new phenomenon lately. How do you see this transition happening? IT to IoT is a new phenomenon. In other words, IoT is the new IT for enterprise landscapes. Every business or an organization, whether emerging or mature, has IT landscapes, right? And these IT landscapes scatter to multiple processes such as attendance to time recording, travel booking to their settlement, procurement to replenishment process, transportation, logistics, dealing with maintenance and servicing, etc. etc. With connected devices, IoT signals are getting embedded into these processes and turning these processes much more intelligent, intuitive and interconnected. So in this way, I see that IT landscapes are evolving towards becoming to be the IoT landscapes. Let us look at an enterprise scenario. Imagine that you are on a long drive. As you refill your car, the fuel pump could connect with your car's dashboard system and the retailer could offer you a discount on a drink or chips or a car cleaner. Now, based on the sensor data from your car, your car manufacturer can predict an incident with the car and notify you to get it repaired at a nearby service station. And finally, your insurance provider can adjust the insurance premium amount based on your driving habit, which is again calculated based on the data coming from the sensors. If you observe in this scenario, industry boundaries are blurring and the processes are becoming much more interconnected and efficient with the infusion of the IoT data. Let's look at another customer example to illustrate this concept of embedding IoT into business process. Imagine you are in the business of producing chemicals. So you rely on having right ingredients at right time in the right quantity 24 by 7 to meet your customer's demand. Before IoT, well, 
uh, it was manual and tedious process to measure the actual material inventory in the receptacle, such as a big silo. Now imagine sensors are attached to these receptacles that measure real-time inventory levels and the consumption rate of the material. And now IoT can trigger the replenishment process based on the predefined business rules and the patterns. In this case, if you observe, situational awareness based on the data from the business systems correlated with IoT data helps you to drive automated and data-driven decisions. So to conclude, replenishment process became much more intelligent and interconnected with IoT. We can also refer this scenario as embedding IoT with uh, into the replenishment process. Just to sum up, just as the Internet of People has changed the world, the next phase of the Internet, which is the Internet of Things, will also change the world, turning the enterprise landscapes much more intelligent for higher productivity and greater experiences. Hope uh, this clarifies how IoT is becoming new IT for enterprises in this era of Industry 4.0. Wow, that's quite interesting, isn't it, Trevant? Totally, I was going to say that. Okay, now I must bring this up. Because usually when a conversation revolves around IoT, there's a mention of cloud computing and edge computing for obvious reasons. But here's the question that we thought could give some perspective to the audience listening. IoT in cloud computing versus edge computing. Could you share your perspective on the same and their interoperability? Oh, definitely. yeah. And this is one of my favorite topics. So please stop me if I take more time. The edge and the cloud IoT are the two pillars of the Internet of Things. IoT devices by nature generate huge amounts of data. And this data must travel from the device to cloud for processing. The output is then pushed back to the device. So if you observe, there is a need to push large amounts of data to the cloud every time. And this is going to be very expensive, both in terms of transmission costs and transmission bandwidth as well. And at times, this also leads to delay in real-time decision-making because of the intermittent connectivity. So to better understand this, let's consider an analogy. Large animals such as elephants destroy a perfectly designed landscape when they walk across it. But at the same time, we need to preserve such large animals to maintain diversity and ecosystem, right? So here, transmitting a large amount of data from IoT devices is similar to elephants walking across the landscape. So while we need the IoT data, at the same time, we need a way to enable storing and analyzing it without transmission. That is when IoT edge comes into the picture. Let me define edge device and edge computing. What is an edge device or edge location means? Functionally, there's a huge variety of what an edge location could be. Could be a machine, a production line, a factory, or could be a plant, a mine, a vessel in the ocean, or a moving train, or a truck, and so on. But from a hardware perspective, these edge devices are often called as IoT gateways. That is, a dedicated computing hardware device that provide connectivity, storage, and processing. And these devices are often ruggedized and are also designed to operate reliably in harsh usage environments and conditions. Now, to define edge computing, it is the capability of processing, storing, and analyzing sensor data closer to the source of data. And the key drivers for edge computing are latent response, intermittent connectivity, transmission costs, and the lack of business context at the edge location. If you put it very, very generally right, then edge computing is a new form of distributed computing, meaning not all data will be processed in the cloud. Some data will be processed at the edge. But you have to remember that 
not all data is processed at edge as well because if you process everything at edge then it becomes an on-premise system right so we need to be cautious to draw a thin line to differentiate these concepts since we are talking about distributed processing across cloud and edge interoperability comes into picture so cloud to edge interoperability is important which allows customers to run iot enabled business processes on their edge or on the cloud, allowing for the distributed computing across the cloud and multiple edge devices. Customers can also predict, uh, train predictive and ML models on the cloud and deploy them on the edge. Customers dis can design interoperable rules, events, actions across the cloud and the edge and send command signal all the way from cloud to edge to the sensors. Let me associate this to an, another example, a large confectionery company produces cereal bars we know cereal bars right too many broken or too small these bars leaving production line is leading to too much of wastage of resources for this company now what they did is they installed a camera in the production line now this is so called the edge location here right and this camera is taking in taking the post processing images of the cereal bars moving on the conveyor the predictive models are trained in the cloud with the physical information obtained from the effective samples and valid samples of the serial bars and these trained predictive models are deployed on the edge location now in the real time the predictive models take the data extracted from the images that come from the camera as an input and are intercepted and the output of the model is a quality score that represents the accuracy of the current production and this allows the company to take real-time decision of either approving or rejecting the produced serial bar so in this case Predictive analytics at the edge improve efficiency and the quality of the production process in real time, while the aggregated data sent to the cloud allow for the comparison of production across the plants. Now, if I'm allowed to conclude with an analogy, edge computing is like your subconscious mind. It will take care of the routine task within the constraints of the known. Whereas a cloud computing is like computing is like the conscious mind and will watch out for unknown requiring superior brain power. I really don't think there could have been a better way to answer that. I hope that gave all the tech heads out there a clearer picture and understanding. Indeed, Revant, IoT, cloud and edge computing are all such interesting fields to learn about. It's changing every day and I think understanding it from someone who's so experienced in the field is super important. That is so true. While we are on the topic of evolving fields, everyone has been talking about Industry 4.0 lately. Could you please shed some light on how in IoT will enable Industry 4.0? Industry 4.0 refers to digital transformation of industrial processes by connecting machines, processes, and people. Let me expand these terminologies, digital and transformation. Digital. It requires a data infrastructure to ingest, store, analyze, and manage large amounts of data generated by these machines, sensors, devices, vehicles, and other industrial equipment. Then, transformation of processes involves putting this data in the context of business process, such as asset or a work order, and so on. Let us look into the terminologies first. In Europe, people like to call as Industry 4.0. If you get into the North America, the same phenomena namely the phenomena of an industrial transformation using new digital technologies such as IoT, edge computing, cloud computing, big data lists and so forth is termed as industrial IoT. In Asia, it is called as Society 5.0 or 
or ABC country 2025 or DEF country 2030 and so on. So dependent on the region of the world, the terms industry 4.0, industrial IoT are used interchangeably and which is fundamentally referring to an industrial transformation using new digital technologies. So in other words, the Internet of Things is a key enabler for Industry 4.0 and it is required to make Industrial IoT, to make Industry 4.0 possible because you need to connect to sensors, you need to connect to autonomous systems, you need to connect to cobots, you need to connect to big data lakes and so forth. So you need an enabler fundamentally. And the key here is all of that data in by itself is relatively uninteresting and that's where SAP comes in. And that has to do with our rich history also our hopefully very rich future is bringing in this type of data with our technologies in the context of business processes. Industry 4.0 is SAP's answer to Industry 4.0 transformation program. What I believe is organizations can truly achieve the benefits and impact of Industry 4.0 or Industrial IoT by embracing it holistically across the entire organization. Therefore, our approach at SAP to Industry 4.0 combines three business priorities into one leading strategy. First one, focus on the customers. So their input and preferences are the source of all you do. Second, reinvent production using intelligent assets and processes that dynamically adapt to the changing priorities and deliver customization at scale. Third one, connecting the entire company, which means orchestrating sales, service, logistics with production to transform how you work. So with the SAP solutions enabled by Internet of Things technology, you can put Industry 4.0 to work company-wide. So companies can stay connected with their customers, with their customers' customer and with their partners. Wow, truly appreciate such detailed answer, Pavan. I feel very enlightened now. <laughs> Raksha, then maybe at the end of the session, Pavan and I can quiz you on IoT? No, 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 no. During this lockdown, my friends and I have tried to keep ourselves occupied with, you know, quizzes, game nights and all, and I have always lost. I'm bad at it, so no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. We won't quiz you today. <laughs> now, uh, Pavan, COVID has clearly been a tough time for all of us. How has it been for the industry, though? Has it fast-tracked the adoption of enterprise IoT? Yes, what are some of the key trends emerging in the space? Enterprises today are increasingly challenged to adopt to ever-changing conditions. Issues such as trade wars, managing global supply chains, the Brexit, the skill shortages, and now the unanticipated COVID-19 pandemic. In the current COVID-19 situation, my hypothesis is that companies will reflect on the state of their enterprises and will wonder how resilient is my supply chain, how much am I adaptable. For example, companies are experiencing right now if their SS are set up for remote diagnostics, if they are set up for remote monitoring, and if they are set up for remote management. And to pursue these tasks remotely, one need access to Internet of Things data. And it's a prerequisite for all these tasks. Also, there is a lack of smart products in the market, which leads to challenges in the COVID-19 situation. So, my hypothesis is we can expect surge in such smart products, capable of allowing remote diagnostics, the health monitoring and management, as well as remote servicing. So, this is one area we might see interest in next 12 to 18 months. In Asian, other prominent area is IoT-enabled real-time inventory management, because companies want to maintain lean inventory, to avoid wastages and to free up liquidity. And another area that I see is, especially with the factories, 
they wanted to ensure employee safety by adhering to so-called the COVID norms. Recently, it was observed that one of the factory quickly staggered breaks and rearranged the ships based on the IoT insights, allowing it to continue the operations while drastically reducing the employee contact. So to conclude, I assume we will see digital transformation with IoT and digital supply chain will be on top of people's agenda as we go through the current situation and emerge from it. So my forecast is we see definitely investment in these areas as enterprises want to ensure they won't end up in with similar challenges in future. That's so interesting to hear about. I'm sure most of our listeners were curious about the adoption of enterprise IoT. I have another question that I'm very sure many of our listeners are constantly wondering. You have been consistently managing your tag as a key thought leader in the topic of IoT. How do you find time to manage your tight work schedules and also drive thought leadership for the brand? Well, I am humbled with your question, Revant. So my philosophy is thought leadership is not just a tag you get it once and has the lifetime validity. It is important and difficult to sustain this tag as we evolve, right? So what I personally believe is we need to continuously learn the content and disseminate the content. I practice this by writing as well as drawing illustrations or pictures. By writing uh, enables you to get into the details of the topic, whereas by drawing a picture enables you to explain a complex topic in a much easier way. And I follow this to keep and extend the validity of so-called the thought leadership tag. And at the moment, my learning and dissemination journey is evolving from IoT towards Industry 4.0, digital supply chain and the circular economy and also how all these topics are interrelated. So that's all from my side. Thank you one and everyone. Well, you can join me on Twitter to get to know the latest updates on IoT, edge computing and Industry 4.0. Well, folks, wasn't that simply amazing? It was truly an amazing podcast. Thank you so much, Pavan, for dedicating your time and imparting your knowledge to us. Pleasure is mine. Thanks again. Stay with us in this journey while we bring you all the inside news tricks and tales of innovation at our labs. And that's a wrap. Stay tuned for the next one. Bye. Bye.